My last 16 seed at number 63, I have the MAAC. This is always, uh, I guess until Rick Bettino took over at Iona, this always seems to be a very competitive conference from top to bottom. I mean, just look at who got last. Marist was still able to get six wins, and then they were able to add three more in the conference tournament and play despite finishing as an 11 seed. For a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, ended up getting blown out by Iona. Um, I went to, let's see, one game in the season, watched Iona smack Marist at Marist, 84-57, and then went down to the boardwalk in Atlantic City and was able to watch the semifinals, watched Iona beat Greg Paulus's Niagara squad, and then watched Marist knock down St. Peter's wasn't meant to be for St. Peter's. A second run uh, in the NCAA tournament, making a splash. They were a 10 seed this past year in the MAAC, but still made it to the semis. That's just how competitive, how balanced this conference has been from 2 to 11. But now a lot of talent is gone with Rick Bettino having left. I have this being a two-tiered conference, one and two. Up at the top, I have Ryder, number one. A lot of people still probably picking Iona with Tobin Anderson coming over from Farley Dickinson after he got his Dickinson squad two NCAA tournament wins despite not winning their conference tournament and into the round of 32 took advantage and headed up to New Rochelle to take over this Iona program. After that, 3-11, to I have in the exact same tier. I mean, essentially, 2-11 to have been very close to the same tier. In previous years, I don't see that changing this season. Ryder was second in this conference a year ago, outright second at just 13-7. and Won 65% of their conference games, and that was good for outright second. They lose their first, fourth, and fifth leading scorers, though. Only their second and third leading scorers are back. Every single team in this conference lost at minimum their leading scorer. So they're all of them having to replace at minimum their go-to guy. Ryder lost to White Murray, 16-point-a-game guy for them last year, but they bring back two double-figure guys in Mervyn James, 13-7 and last year, and Alan Powell, who averaged about 10.5, also bring in an A-10 transfer in TJ Weeks Jr., who averaged nearly nine points a game last year in the A-10. Tariq Ingram will help out inside. Corey McKeithen's going to have to step up, perhaps at the point guard position, only played about 15 minutes per game last year. And then outside of that, it's Juco's and Unproven. So although I took the, in freshman, although I took this team first, I am not very confident whatsoever in it. Uh, this league's a cluster this season, as it commonly is when Rick Pitino isn't at the helm. Iona, 17-3 and last year, went was first place in the conference by four games. They were head and shoulders talent-wise above everybody else in this league with Denise Jenkins, with Walter Clayton, with NJJ inside. I mean, even with missing Solansky, they were still head and shoulders, way more talented than everyone else. They lost everyone in their rotation except the fifth leading scorer, seven-footer Osborne Shima, seven points, 
five rebound a game guy. Yes, he's listed at seven feet, but he is very, very thin with a perimeter oriented game. They bring in some transfers though. Aiden Tritout out of Harvard, nearly a double figure guy last year in the Ivy League, another dear, near double figure guy out of Stetson, and then a couple seven point per game guys out of Southern and out of California. Seven, three and three guy in Joel Brown coming to Iona, and then a couple JUCOs they add as well. Maybe that's enough talent where this is still the most talented team in the league, and they should win the league, but when you're only bringing back your fifth leading scorer, that lack of continuity, you got a first-year head coach, maybe Tobin can put it all together. I just have a tough time seeing him being able to do it in year one. Hey, he was able to do it at Farley Dickinson with MAC just a little, not much, just a little of, of a step up from the Northeastern Conference. 3-11 to 11 in that cluster. I've got Niagara leading it, followed by Mount St. Mary's, Canisius, Quinnipiac, St. Peter's, Siena, Fairfield, Marist, and then Manhattan rounding us out at number 11. Niagara under Coach Paulus lose their three leading scorers, but he did a pretty good job in the transfer market, got an eight and a half and a six and a half rebound guy out of UMBC. Outside of that, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, rotational pieces. Another eight and a half point per game guy out of Green Bay, but a bunch of three, five point per game scorer type guys out of Loyola Marymount, Ball State, and Louisiana Tech to go along with a couple JUCOs as well. Uh, lost their three leading scores. I mean, Noah Thomason, going to be a huge guy to replace. Transferred out of the program. 20-point-per-game guy, four rebounds, three-and-a-half assists. This offense relied so heavily on him. Now he's gone. Who's going to step up and replace the production? They've got no one that averaged over nine points a game, but I still think they're better than what what everybody else is losing uh, and bringing in. Mount St. Mary's losing three of their four leading scorers. Only double-figure guy backs Dakota LaFew. Averaged 13 points, three rebounds a game last year. Jalen Benjamin is their big scorer gone. 16 points, four assists for them. They bring in an unproven transfer from Richmond. And then a guy inside that averaged seven and six, Terrell R. Jr. out of Presbyterian. Those are the only two transfers to go along with the freshman in. You've only got two guys, or excuse me, three guys that played over 19 minutes a game in Division I college basketball last year, and only two of them did so in a Mount St. Mary's uniform. I've got this team at four, but in a tier below Ryder in Iona with the transfers that they bring in or the continuity that they have. Canisius at five, another team. Losing three of their four leading scorers. Jordan Henderson was their leader at 14 points a game. Stavetsky, the point guard, averaged 12 and a half, three and three last year. He's their leader that's returning. They bring in a three point a game guy from Georgia State. Another Valpo guy that barely played at Valpo. So nothing too impressive in the transfer market. Quinnipiac lost four of their five leading scorers. You're going to. Here are the same story for most every team here on out. Um, Desi Jones was their leader. Matt Belonk is back, though, 12 points, four and a half rebounds a game. Also, Paul Otieno should help inside, seven points, seven boards. Richie Springs didn't get to see the floor much at all at UConn. Maybe transferring down the MAAC will help his game. Amari Tice, 
saw roll minutes at Wofford. Um, also bring in a Delaware State guy that unproven didn't get a play last year. Bring in a JUCO out of Midland. So again, not any overwhelming transfers um, to be above anyone else in this bottom tier of this conference. I think three to eleven is all the bottom tier, and we'll see who ends up in the top of that. St. Peter's, they lose their three leading scorers. Siena, they lose their three leading scorers for their top five. Fairfield loses three of their top four, six of their top nine. I mean, over and over. It's the same story for every single team. The only team out of this bottom tier that it's not the same story is Marist. But my issue with them is Patrick Gardner was so much of this offense. This team brings back four of their top five leading scorers, but they still finish last in this conference for a reason. And the guy that propelled them to several of those wins, Patrick Gardner, who averaged 19 and 7 last year, he's gone. How are they going to replace his production? Going to have to do it by committee. Other guys are going to have to step up but they're pretty lost inside without Gardner. Bringing an unproven guy, only played about seven minutes a game at San Jose State. Um, also add a uh, Citadel transfer that averaged seven. Maybe he can help. Also add a guy that didn't get to see the floor at Tennessee. My last team, Manhattan, lose their five leading scores. Been a dumpster fire. Um, interim coach let go after one season. They bring in John Gallagher. Maybe Gallagher can turn around that program. Me being near Manhattan, I would love to see it. Would love to see some good games there. But I don't have much hope for it occurring. But this league is so balanced. And there's not really anyone that you're super fearful of with what they brought back. That this is as wide open maybe as any league in the country. And it commonly is before Rick Pitino got to take over at Iona. So... Uh, look for a wide open MAAC Ryder and Iona up at the top, but three to eleven. Who knows? All of those teams might finish nine and eleven, eight and twelve. Um, seems that way nearly every single year in this conference. 